0: Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sobottom. Each week I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Happy Monday, everybody, and what a great start to the week it is. This is episode number 226 with Paul Higgins. Now, I've had a number of emails over probably the last four or five months on people asking how can they improve their business, how can they grow, not only professionally but personally. And I, I suppose over the last eighteen months with COVID and everything gone on, that people are now not just identifying themselves with what they do. There is more to them. And um, someone that I really respect and looked up to for a number of times and followed everything he does is Paul Higgins, and that's today's guest. And thing I love about Paul is that he talks very open and honest about some health scares that he's had and how he's now changed his lifestyle and living to the fullest. And I, I think that's a great lesson for everybody after COVID that you've got to enjoy life. You've got to get the most out of it and you've got to make whatever you do in work in life be that passion and burning for you and and paul talks about that today and the power of getting a mentor and i know um i've had a mentor and a coach for a long time now and and how to go about doing that and paul will share some of the tips and you know things that he's learned over the years and all the work he did with coca-cola and everything like that but today's really about living growing and you know building that life that you want to live and who better to do it than Paul Higgins so guys sit back relax episode number 226 with Paul Higgins all right everyone welcome back to the podcast episode number 226 with Paul Higgins how are you Paul I'm great thanks Dale and yourself yeah, going well, mate. Now, I know we had a little chat before about obviously how much we rely on the internet and things like that. I'm uh, very sorry for the setup I'm rolling today, but luckily people can only see, uh, obviously hear us on the audio. Um, how have you been, mate? How's uh, how's the break? I know um, you had a nice little break and, and took a bit of time off over the New Year Christmas period.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. We just, I had my uh, father down, which was great from the country, and we just caught up with some friends down in a uh, nice coastal part Uh, just outside of Melbourne. So that was lovely. And then, um, yeah, I I sort of played a little bit of golf and I came back on the 4th of of Jan. So I've been working ever since.
0: Nice, mate. Nice. Now for listeners out there, obviously we're going to get into everything you're doing, but do you want to sort of give a little bit of a background and paint the picture so they can get to know Paul?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I went to university in Melbourne, Australia, at Monash and um, was destined to go and work for any company other than the company my father worked for. My father worked for Coca-Cola. He'd been there for a long time and um, yeah, long story short uh, they were desperate for a rep. I said, I'll do it for six weeks and lasted 18 years. (laughs) And um, yeah, so that, that sort of, you know, and it was a great company to work for and I can talk more in detail, but also at at 18, my mum's dad, passed away when he was 41 and they said it was a heart attack and most of the family died early from heart attack. And uh, Mum had a massive heart attack when they lost her at about the same age, about 44, I think. And it turned out that she had a condition uh, called polycystic kidney disease, which is a 50, 50 at birth. But basically what it does is um, you can have it in most organs, but in kidneys and liver, we've got them. And it just outgrows in particular, your kidney so your kidney turns out the size of a, uh, a European soccer ball or uh, you know a, a, you know a half a football depends what code and, what, and where you live in the world but uh, yeah so that sort of led me into I suppose high performance at an early age knowing that you know I, I couldn't control my health but I could control a lot of other things so that sort of you know a working for a company that I thought I'd never work for and be sort of looking after my health Inspired by my mum.
0: So is is that genetic? So is that something that yeah. uh, that, and and so have you have you got this disease or the the and people in your family? Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? It's uh,
1: and, and sort of how you're dealing with that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fifty-fifty at birth, and um, yeah, my brother and I. There's I've only got one other sibling. He's got it, and uh, on my mum's brother's side, he passed away from it uh, about five years ago, but out of his children, only one out of their five. So, you know, it's sort of random, but 50, 50 is the, the average. And I haven't got my uh, kids tested as yet, but I will uh, because they're, you know, they're likely to, to have it. So, um, yeah. So, you know, it's like you die young Uh, three generations ago, mum sort of, you know, lived to 73, but she spent 10 years on dialysis and you know had a really hard, 30 years really have been unhealthy. And uh, for me, it was a little more fortunate. I had um, uh, uh, the, the large kidney removed in 2018. Uh, 2019, I got a transplant from my best friend. And yeah, now I'm three years into a transplant. And, you know, living life uh, effectively is, is, is the same as everybody else.
0: Jeez, what, what a good mate. How did,
1: uh, how did that come about? Do you want to
0: talk a little bit more about
1: that? Obviously, kindness is amazing, but that's next level. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, so I first uh, tried with my my wife, and uh, she had hypertension, and they were worried that was going to be a risk. So it was sort of like a 50-50. And uh, I've got six friends that I I look at their names every day, and I think of how can I contact them? How can I help them? But they're six uh, mates, as we say in Australia, for life. And uh, yeah, four out of the six put their hand up and said, you know, we'd be happy to donate. But the my the guy that did step up um was a policeman and you know it was a lot easier for him to take time off work the police force were very supportive of him through the process and uh you know just by chance after four months of testing uh he had a a great match for me so they said i wouldn't get probably a better donor out of the the general pool and it was nearly as good as having a sibling now We'd known each other for 30 years. I'd changed schools for one, one year, my last year. I moved down the Mornington Peninsula in Australia and, uh, yeah, happened to bribe him with a golf ticket to take him to, uh, to the Australian Masters to try to get some sporting friends, you know, being new to a school my last year. <laughs> and lo and behold, yeah, he perfect donor, great guy, amazing guy. And, uh, yeah, he's healthy. He even went to Mount – Everest base camp about four months after giving the kidney. So he's great. And yeah, I'm really well as, as well.
0: Wow. I love that. That's an amazing story. And such, such a lovely thing that a friend was able to do that for you. Now you're both living life and doing such great things. And so how is this whole process, I suppose, um, you know, health issues and seeing your family generation suffer. How has that made you change? Cause I know you said you're thriving in life and everything like that, Paul, but um, was there a
1: time you thought, right, I, I may
0: not be for a long time. I want to make the most of it.
1: Yeah, look, I think that was always, you know, I'm an outgoing personality. I love love meeting people. So I think that was by nature there anyway, but I, I suppose I lived it more. So I had a deal when I struck and worked for Coke. I said, that's fine. I'll sign up, but I want four weeks in a row, holidays a year. And they said, look, sorry, can't do it. And I said, well, that's easy. I won't work for you. So um <laughs> So in short, I got it, and I'd travel overseas for four weeks. So I took my brother the, for one of those trips. Obviously, my uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife, and uh, yes, yeah, so I experienced life as much as I could. I tried to learn as much as I could, and I suppose it was always in the background. And seeing Mum continually decline, you know, it was very much, you were very aware of what was coming your way. So I did like live life differently. But in 2011, when I left corporate, I left knowing that I probably have, you know, they said four years uh, remaining on my kidneys because you last 20 years as a rough rule of thumb with a transplant uh, or a transplant will last 20 years and dialysis for about 10 years. So they said the longer you can stay on your natural kidney, the better. So I thought, okay, I'm going to leave in 2011 when my function was about 20%. uh, I got down to six, but over the uh, seven years, I really built a business that I could run from home uh, or more importantly, run from hospital as it ended up being. So um, yeah, wow. that's what I did. So
0: John, talk a little bit about the business, because I know a lot of people listening are like, that's the dream. Do you know what I mean? That um, you've able to design something that you can work anywhere, anytime, because that was the what you needed to, I suppose. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that, Paul?
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, at Coke, I was very fortunate went from a rep all the way through to a director uh, so I worked in Australia, but worked on a lot of global projects, and it was a brilliant career. But um, you know, it it I knew that no matter how much they wanted to support me, they couldn't support me as much as I did. You know, I just felt I didn't want to, you know, um, constantly take sick leave and like you got to take doctors' appointments at all different times. Like I just didn't want to do that. So um, I first came out as a, a coach in 2011, and I quickly realised I was a better mentor than coach. I had all this experience, you know, coaching in the, um, as a perfect definition is that, you know, all the knowledge lies in Newdale and I've just got to ask questions to get it out. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like,
0: you know, (laughs) I've got
1: 18 years of experience here working at one of the best companies in the world. I want to share some. So I did that, uh, went into small businesses, realized uh, outsourcing and technology was two gaps. So I built two companies around that and everything worked well to about 2016. And then 2016, I really started to get cried. I took my family on an eight week trip to Europe. Um, I've got uh, back then it was like a 14 and a 12 year old uh, son and daughter. So I took them and that was sort of the preparation. So I, look, I don't know how this is going to go, but let's be prepared. So I ran a mastermind miles away. So I had clients all around the world that I could run basically from the mobile phone anywhere. So that was great. And then I also built a house in uh, 2017, 18, uh, getting ready a brand new house. So if I didn't mast you know, at least there was uh, my family going to be looked after. And, and in November, 2018, I went in for just a, you know, a standard procedure to remove this kidney. Uh, unfortunately, it went really south. And uh, look, the, the surgeon came in, I was in ICU, I had staples all over my body. And he basically said, look, you know, if, if you hadn't prepared and you weren't fit, there's no way you would have pulled through this operation if I hadn't made a split second decision because I was bleeding to death. Um, you wouldn't have made it either. So I suppose all that hard work, all that prep paid off in 2018 and it allowed me to do, you know, from then on, just continue to, to help people around the world from wherever I am.
0: Wow, that's, that's a it's a pretty, like, it's a great story that you're still here, Paul. But um, the one thing I love is, that, I don't know, the selflessness, I suppose, of you thinking, I may not be here, but I'm setting things up to help, like, my family and other people. What was, how did that mindset come about? Because, obviously, you're doing all these great things. You're building a new house, and you you want to enjoy that, but
1: there was a chance you may not. How, how did you just keep turning up each day? Yeah, look, I think it was inspired by my mum. So, you know, mum... Now, whether it's in hereditary or what she saw from her father, because her father was an amazing guy, he was a very successful, farmer helped the community a lot. So Mum was always community-minded, and I sort of got that from mum. And just seeing Mum always helping others, she had, you know, well before, she was a school teacher and a curriculum advisor, and well before, um, you know people were talking about helping um immigrants into australia etc she'd do that so we'd always have someone stay at our house or we'd be looking after people and you know it it was sort of led by her example and and no matter how sick she was she'd always say i'm great and then she'd just work out how she could help that person and i suppose that you know that was the model that i i followed so i thought well why don't i do the same thing it's worked for Mum, great why why can't it work for me
0: Yeah, and I think that's – we do learn off our parents, obviously, and um, often in a lot of professions we don't feel like it. Do you know what I mean? We might be sleep-deprived, we might be sick, but you've got to put on a routine, and that's a show, isn't it? And I suppose every day you're just turning up and you're putting on your routine. Some days are probably harder than others, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and look, I never really wanted to talk about it, to be honest. Um, So when everyone said to me, you?" I said, I'm great. You know, I just – that was good, but, um, yeah, come – no, 2016, 17, like, yeah, I was really struggling. I was a, a keen cyclist um, down beach road where I know, you know, you and I know that, that part of the world well. And uh, yeah, I used to ride about 500 Ks a week, but you know, wow. I just couldn't, couldn't keep up anymore. And I wondered what it was and, you know, it must, you know, my nephrologist, who's a kidney specialist said, Hey, look, you know, you've got 10% kidney function, like you shouldn't even be outdoors, let alone (laughs) riding 500 days a week. So so I I just constantly, yeah, I, I didn't give up. And I just kept pushing and just, you know, and what I was inspired by was helping all those other people that that were like me sort of left corporate running their own business and so even on dialysis which i spent 6 months on uh, i wrote a book you know and it was a great way of taking my mind off what i was going through to you know help others mm, and
0: i think that is one thing uh, i've just finished writing a book as well and the process oh, is very great. thank you it's coming out in may for those guys listening um but the therapeutic i just writing it that to I, I don't know, I, I remembered a lot of things and so many different emotions come through, but I can imagine while you're recovering as well, um, what, were, what was that experience like writing the book, particularly going through everything else that you were going through, Paul?
1: Well, the great news is that when you have a low kidney function, you get what's called kidney fog and all the toxins that are in your body, they obviously can't be filtered by your kidneys. So they sit in your body and that's why you feel so sick. So if you think of you know, not sleeping for 48 hours, You know, having a hangover, um, a massive hangover if you're a drinker, that's how I felt every day. It was just, uh, I, I can't describe how ill you feel. But that also diminishes your memory because all these toxins mean you can't remember things. So I was playing memory games and I got really good at documenting everything, which I'd always done from my Coca Cola background, but it was even more so. So I had to work out ways to get over that but soon as i got on dialysis after one session my memory just flooded back it was like oh my god it's like yeah it's like because i was so worried that i'd never get it back and all the doctors said look you'll get it back don't worry so dialysis if anything i was actually yeah i was on fire you know i was so excited so inspired because all of that memory came back which fitted perfectly for writing the book
0: mm, that's uh- I've never ever thought of that. I suppose you've gone from having no clarity and feeling absolutely rubbish to feeling amazing. So um, what was that process like? It probably would have just spilt out of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, literally it was four and a half hours on a machine got off it and, you know, I still felt sore and sorry from the operation and blah, 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 but it was like, bang, I can remember things. Cause I'd, you know, I've got a um, I haven't got a photographic memory, but I've got a video memory. So you mention any moment of my life and I can basically recall the video image of exactly what happened. Wow. And uh, my mates hate it because, you know, I'm still telling you remember stories. remember everything. Correct. 30 years ago I and mean, they're like, shut up. Like, I don't want to remember that. No, but, Paul, stop. Uh, yeah, correct. But, uh, yeah, to get that back uh, was, yeah, was was wonderful. Oh, I can imagine,
0: mate. And um, it must just be so liberating. And no doubt that's what happened with the book. It was like that. So um, let's talk about 2021. I know people um, played a lot of brain fog in 2020. Do you mean a lot of things would have happened that they may not have planned for? The unforeseen obviously came. So how? what are some tips for business owners out there or people, I suppose, that, um, you know, can really cannonball their year and, and help them not only thrive in business, but in life?
1: Yeah. Look, I think the first thing is, you know, there's an African proverb that you can go fast alone, but you can go far together. And I think the first thing is just get someone to support you. You know, I I see so many business owners that, that come to me that have done an amazing job to build a business, but they've done it really all off the back of their effort. And, you know, so I think the first thing is get some support to help you and, and that support can be sort of in three key areas I look at. One is, you know, a mentor or a coach, someone that's been where you want to go. So they're not too far ahead, but they've been where you want to go and and therefore they can, you know, shorten your learning experience and get your results quicker, which greatest thing you ever invented was compound interest, as Albert Einstein said. So you might as well use it. To <laughs> The second one is experts. You know, there's a whole lot of people now around the world that you can tap into, you know, the benefit of, of COVID in a lot of ways is people now can work from anywhere so you can get access. You don't have to get the person down the road. So we employ a lot of people out of South America, out of Asia, out of, um, out of Europe. And there's definitely different livings of standard, standard of living. And there's different price points, wage points, you know, cost per hour, I get that, but there's also amazing skills that you can tap into. So, you know, don't, you know, web development design, I think they're pretty obvious ones, but there's a lot of other things like copy. If, you know, if, if you're a business owner, I know for me, one of the hardest things is writing copy, landing page copy, you know, it makes such a difference, but now you can just get people to do that. And then the third bucket is team members, right? So I think every business owner should have a virtual assistant. I just think they're an absolute must. You know, I've got a team of them. I actually ran an outsourcing business that we sold in 2016 where I had 30, But uh, and now I help a lot of outsourcing businesses. But I think that's so important. There's, you know, roughly everything you do is about a 50-50, 50% 50 only you can do and 50% someone else can do. And, you know, I constantly see people trying to do the 100. So as a top line, those three things, get a mentor, get some experts and, you know, get, team members, uh, VAs, and and they even get your team member a VA, right? So once again, that 50-50 split then means, you know, all the admins sort of flows down and they're left to do what they do best.
0: Mm, I, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said there I've had a couple of virtual assistants for years and once you set them up and, and they know how you work and everything Paul it is so easy because you can just send them the work and they do it it's um, it's one less thing to do um, and it frees you up to do the things that only you can do and I, I totally agree with that and um, another thing is getting a mentor and why do you think a lot of people uh, are resistant. Um, I know I was for a lot of years and I've had a great mentor the last two years, Brad Smith, Lunar Tractor, I'll give you a shout out. Um, why do you think a lot of people are resistant to, you know, reach out or, or you know, get a mentor, a coach? Is, is there a reason that you reckon that happens?
1: Look, the, I think to be honest, one of the biggest reasons is the investment, right? Because what you're doing is taking a, a, a punt that it's going to work so you've got to you know pay up front to get the reward right so one of the reasons i do a 12-week program is that i get you more immediate results so i've sort of learned that the long way but most people don't they work on the 12-month program and it's normally a big investment up front and you're like i'm not quite sure if that's going to work so i think that's one key reason the other thing is i don't think mentors really make it easy for people to say well what do i get Right, so you have a conversation with a mentor, and they're like, "I'll customize it for you," and you're like, "Well, what does that mean? Like, I don't really know what I'm going to get." So, for me, our twelve-week program, we've got ten modules, and we make sure you know exactly what you're going to get when you come into the program. So, therefore, it's not a mystery. Whereas, I find a lot of mentors make it a mystery, and therefore, it's not a mystery why people don't. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, so I think money's one. I think. Um, you know, experts not making it easy for you. And then the third thing is, I just think people get so busy that they don't think there's another option, mm. right? They'll just think that, you know, you know what, I was so successful in my corporate career. I'm now my own business. I can solve this myself, right? And and I think, you know, some cases that's pride. And I I think some cases, I just don't know uh, what's available. And, you know, I, I think, you know, like if you look at sports people across the globe, we've all heard the analogy. I think Roger Federer is the only you know, real example, but I think his wife did a lot of coaching and mentoring of Roger uh, that he never really talks about. But, you know, other than that, everyone's got someone su- supporting them. And I just think, yeah, there are lots of great options out there now. And I think, you know, just, you know, if, if if you feel right now that you keep doing the same thing, so this year 2021 is going to look like 2020, I really think, you know, go and look for some mentors that can break you out of that. And particularly, like I said, mentors that have been where you're going. I think that's really important and a specific value that they're going to give you. Yeah.
0: And I think that's so true. And it's, it's very similar if you're looking for a personal trainer or a hairdresser, do you know what I mean? Like you're not going to keep going back and getting your hair cut from somebody that does a bad job. So um, a big bit of advice is like you just said, if somebody's already where you want to be, Paul, or they're doing things that, um, well, you're like, that is amazing. I would love to do that. They're the ones to reach out to, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And, and look for me, I think, you know, my story of, you know, having the corporate Experience, which is great because Coke, you know, trained the best salespeople in the world. They had the biggest sales forces in the world. You know, it was exceptional the training I got, which I say to people, don't be hard on yourself. You say you can't sell, but how much how many training courses you've been to? How many skill development have you had? Like I had 18 years of it, right? And work with some of the biggest clients in the world. Like that's an enormous amount of experience I can draw on. So don't be too hard on yourself if you don't have that. And then, you know, I think the, the other thing is, um, you know, from a, a sales point of view, it is a, a system, right? And I think a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I don't like sales. And I said, yeah, because you make it incredibly hard for yourself because you don't have a system, right? And for me, I, you know, my health really helped me set up a sales system that other people could help me because I didn't know what was going to happen, right? So I had to do that. So a lot of people that come to me, they love the corporate experience, but they also love the fact that I had to build up this sales system and I practice what I preach. I think that's really important if you're looking for a a good mentor to know that they practice what they preach.
0: Mm, Very very true. And I I guess uh, a lot of time you'll see a lot of people and a lot of mentors or coaches or life coaches out there they portray things and you're like, well, are you actually living that life? Are you actually backing that up? You may promote all these good things, but deep down is, are you really living that? Do you see a bit of that? I suppose.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like, for me, I was fortunate that I had a, a brilliant business partner, Scott Gallatly, He now works for IT Genius, They're the big Google partner in, a, in Australia and do a great job. But um, Scott and I built up the business when I was unwell. He was really good that he ran the, Da, da, da. I did the strategy piece and then we sold the business in 2019 but everything we built everything that we did to sell that business and exit it I can now use for my clients so I've got tangible evidence of well this is what I did and and most importantly this that's I did that don't 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 because <laughs> you know success to whatever the end journey is it's just a highway And the biggest thing is we all get distracted and we all, you know, turn off. Like this little side town, why don't we go check that out? And, you know, it's no different if you're in a country and you're driving along and, you know, how do you really know that that's going to be a great bakery or that's a great sandwich shop? Or, you know, Google's helping a little bit more, but it's very um, generic, right? But if you go to someone that knows which country towns to stop off at, exactly where to eat, all of that, it's going to make your journey so much more... Pleasurable. And I think that's really what a mentor can do if they've walked in the shoes that you're about to walk in.
0: Mm, very true. And I think it's, uh, I know you mentioned a lot about traveling before, Paul. I think it's traveling is great, but when you're visiting somebody in a different country or a different place, it's a, it's a much better experience, like you just said, because they know where to go and you don't need to think. They make the experience amazing. And I guess that's essentially what you're saying with a mentor
1: or coach if they do the right thing. Yeah. And do you know who's the best tourist guide in a town. So let's, as an example, a community experience, we're in Spain um, in 2016 with a family. We'd had a long day, wanted somewhere nice to stay. You know, where do we stay? Who's the best tourist, tourist guide in a town? I, I don't know. Who, who, who is? Well, it's not the tourist guide people. I can tell you that. Because right? <laughs> most of them have got deals. They favor the same people, blah, blah, blah. I found the best, Number one is a hairdresser, right? Hairdressers know everyone in that community. They they gossip, they love gossip. So they're going to be your best. And the next is maybe a sales assistant in a clothes store. So I used to always go to those two and they never, ever let me down. So that's a little tip when I'm traveling. That's a great way to get information of where to stay. And in a way, I suppose, you know, joining a community like we've got a large community called the Sales Machine where we help people. Uh, help others through sales. And um, yeah, you know, you can ask people uh, that, that haven't got a vested interest. Hey, how do I do this? What do I do here?
0: Yeah, very true. And I think uh, surrounding yourself with, you know, if you, if you don't want to just go out straight away and get a mentor, a coach, you can become part of a mastermind. You can become part of a group where you're accountable. Um, And i think i think that's another thing as well because then you're instead of just working by yourself or with your team then you're surrounding yourself with people
1: going in the same direction so that's another option as well isn't it yeah and, and i was lucky the coke company is you know they're 152 years old i think now so one of the you know the biggest brands the longest lasting now yes technology has smashed them out of the park you know because the the dollars people used to spend on Coca-Cola they're now spending on iPhones and, and Android and, and what have you. But, you know, they knew the power of, of that internal knowledge system. So it was great. And, and like, I'm naturally wired that way. But, you know, whenever you had a problem in the Coke system, you just asked the global community who's had this and how they solved it. And they would come and help you, right? So that's what I think, as you said, a mastermind or a community of like-minded people can do that, for you. So i definitely look at that. Like you said, if you can't afford a mentor, there's lots of other ways to, to, um, to do that.
0: Yeah. So true. And I think another one, and I agree with everything you've said today, Paul, that health is wealth. And um, I think a lot of time people have used, I'm too busy. You know, I'm too busy to get a mentor. I'm too busy to worry about my health. I'll do that next year. Um, do you see that a lot? Obviously you work with some very uh, high profile people that you know may have a great job but their health they neglect it um is that something that do you mean you really try and change with people because at the end of the day what's the what's the point of having all these assets or money in the bank if your
1: health is no good to enjoy it yeah look i think that's so true and you know the name of my company is called build live give and it's about that you know building a great business to live your lifestyle but put your lifestyle first right so i always ask people you know we do how many hours you're working and I'll say, oh, I'm working 50 hours. That's the normal one that they'll give me. I'm like, okay. So we use just a simple tracking tool called Toggle. And basically for a week or two weeks, they just track their time. And they come back and 60, 70. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Everyone's the same role. Right? We <laughs> underestimate how we invest. But you know that 70 hours is either coming from your health, it's coming from your physical activity, or it's coming from your emotional connections with the family or people you love the most. And we all get 24 seven, right? So you've got to cut that pie. And I think that's where, you know, if we can build a sales system as an example for them, they don't take like sales is one of the biggest time commitments in, in someone's business. So if we can reduce that, if we can wipe, you know, you know, maybe an hour, two hours a day off that, then they can have that lifestyle. Um, and also the third part is the give, they can actually give back. And, and I think the art of giving gives you enormous satisfaction satisfaction which can also help with your mental health as well
0: Mm, so so true and i I love giving because it releases oxytocin and makes you feel amazing makes the other person feel even better as well so um, i think that's awesome now paul people are listening here going loved everything you said i love obviously experience you've had um the life experience as well the ups and downs with your health um and now the great work you're doing and, and helping so many people around the world where can people go to find out more about you or what you could offer them
1: yeah, yeah, great, uh, Dale. So the the uh, website is paulhigginsmentoring.com. dot com. So that's got my book. That's got my podcast. There's an assessment to help you work out if you're going to have a high or low seven figure business in twenty fifteen questions. Out, have a call with me. So a lot of people give the quiz assessment. It's just a way to get you on the email list. This is a really intentional way to help you and actually have a session that's not sales-based. It's just a session to say, okay, these are, the, these are the things that I think you should have. These are the gaps. Then also, if I can find someone that's better able to help you than I, I will do that. And so um, yeah, that they're the key things they can get from there. And if they want to know more, also there's, um, you know, our products and services are on there as well.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll have links on the show notes, guys. This is episode number 226. So you can go and check those out. And um, I know just from talking to you and the work you're doing, Paul, that um, that's definitely something listeners should go and check out. Now, before I let you go, Paul, what is 2021 going to look like for you? What do you want to achieve in business and personal?
1: Yeah. So in business, I want to set up my group. Program. So it'll be launched on the 3rd of March. I think this comes out. I'll have my one-on-one clients that I love. Then I've got my group so I can actually help more people in an effective way and then continue to run. But that group has got an online component to it as well. So that's sort of my key focus uh, for this year on a business, on a personal point of view. I'd like to get my golf handicap. That sounds a little selfish i like not at get all. that down a bit more. Yeah. And I'd also like to go visit the charity that I give to. It's called the Purple House. So Purple House, the Purple House. I can't remember. I think it's just purplehouse.org.au. And I want to go visit them because they help people on dialysis in remote areas and mainly Indigenous Australians in remote areas. So I want to, I give all the proceeds go to that. Also, a portion of my revenue goes to that but also want to go physically there and, and help Sarah and the team. So uh, that's, you know, uh, you know, personal and business.
0: I, I love that. And, and, and sorry, yeah, sir.
1: Oh, Sorry, can I just say, one thing? Oh, you, you know, you've asked what my 2021, I wouldn't have a 2021 like this if it wasn't for one thing. And that was Brendan donating his kidney. So, you know, if you're listening to this, wherever you are in the world, there's all different regulations if you become a donor, a donor um, giver, it, it just makes such a world of difference. I can only speak from my experience, but, you know, to see my mum, my mum passed away in July, 2019. I got the kidney in um, February and to see that look, because she always felt guilty for giving me the condition. And to see the look in her face, knowing that one of her best, my best friend, which is basically like her son to her, had changed my life and she was going to leave with me being in a better position, you know, work, money just cannot buy that. So, yeah, you'd make enormous impact on someone's life if you please just donate.
0: Mm, uh, I think that's a really nice way to finish. And um, uh, uh, a lot of time, I think, Paul, people just don't know where to donate. But when you, you know, you've had firsthand experience like that, and the impact it's had on your life, and now you're actually able to help other people with it. I think it's a really nice sort of way to finish. So, Paul, thank you very much for, you know, being so honest and sharing your story, mate. I think people can relate to the highs and lows. Um, and as I said, go and check out Paul's website, um, get in contact with him, because 2021 is your time to shine. Sometimes, you need to surround yourself with good people that have been there and done that and paul's that man so thank you very much paul
1: great thanks Al. thanks for the opportunity mate.